Welcome to another episode in Building IQ's 10 on the 10th Tech Podcast Series, where we explore a range of artificial intelligence, machine learning, and data science topics in 10-minute episodes each 10th of the month. Today, I would like to welcome back Building IQ's data scientist, Dr. Ray Xu, whose work to interpret complex algorithm results drives the company's solutions for some of the most challenging issues facing the buildings industry. Ray, good to have you with us again. Well, thanks for having me. Great to be here. So, Ray, tell us a little bit about some of the interesting things that you're working on lately at Building IQ. So, one of the things we've been working on is to estimate the remaining useful life of uh, HVAC equipment. Um, so, HVAC is is a is a big complex system. It has a lot of uh, equipment. Uh, you know, it has a lot of fans. Uh, pumps, filters, uh, dampers, valves, etc. Um, so, so these equipment uh, they don't last forever, um, uh, and over time, as they operate, and they will break, uh, and they don't all, all have the same, you know, lifespan. Um, so, I guess if we can estimate the, you know, when they will start to break. Um, then we can sort of plan our uh, maintenance schedule a bit better. Um, uh, so, so that's one of the things we've been working on. So this concept of remaining useful life is interesting. Tell me, Ray, how are these expected lifetimes for various pieces of equipment, how are they calculated today? Yeah, that's, that's a good question. Um, so there are, there are several different ways. Um, I guess the, the simplest is to just look at the um, the data sheet um, that's provided uh, uh, from the manufacturer. Uh, usually, there will be an estimate of the lifespan of of these equipment. Um, so the, the the manufacturer will have like more ways than than us to estimate the lifespan of this equipment. Um, and it's sort of an average value and doesn't consider uh, how much you use them uh, in, in your particular case. Um, but, you know, it's, it's, it's a start. Okay, got it. So, um, Ray, give us a simple example then of how machine learning would be used to make these predictions instead. Okay, um, so a simple example, uh, which I guess it's not, I mean, nowadays people say machine learning, they immediately think about uh, modeling, deep learning, um, but I guess this is um, this is still, uh, you know, I guess you can say this is still machine learning, which is really to track the change in operation. Uh, and one of the examples is the, uh, the filter in the air handling unit. Um, so normally, you know, as 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 the filter carries out its functions, it filters out the dust, and the dust will be collected on the filter. Uh, and over time, there will be more and more dust um, uh, on the filter, and um, and and then you'll be required to change the filter. Uh, so normally, if you don't if you don't uh, collect all the data and do the uh, the you know the cloud based uh, analytics and all that, uh, then you need a technician on site to check the filter and see if it's dirty or not. 
and if it's dirty, then you change it. If it's not, then okay, maybe just let's use it for another month or something. Um, but if you if we have the data, then we can. Um, in this particular case, uh, we want the the pressure difference across the filter, um, and we can track the change of this data point. Um, you know, as there's more dust on the filter, uh, it's harder for the air to push through it, and the pressure difference across the filter will rise. Um, and if we track the change, then we can know things like when the filter has changed um, and, and how long it's roughly going to last before it needs to change. Um, and that tracking of this change is actually, there There will be some you know, regression involved because um, you know, the buildings usually have a schedule uh, and the, the pressure difference across filter is not always the fixed value. You know, if, if the building is off and there's no air flowing, then there's no pressure difference. So you, you see this data as in, you know, it, it, first of all, it will follow the, um, the schedule of the building. Uh, and then on top of that, it will have another trend, which is a longer trend that uh, that shows that that you know the degradation or collection of dust in the filter, um, and part of the machine learning is try to you know extract that trend. Um, so that's one example. Okay, understood. So that simple example helps set the stage, I think, for giving us a more complex example if we're talking about remaining useful life of HVAC. Um, assets and pieces of equipment. What would be a more complex example where machine learning is is aiding in, in this calculation? Yeah, so a more a more complex example would involve um, the uh, classification of a of a time series or or more than or multiple time series data, uh, where we um, we kind of look at you know the uh, we kind of collect this data of um, many equipment, and we look at, um, you know, if if there is a a particular feature that would indicate that, that the the equipment is, is about to break, uh, and if we detected those features, you know, using you know machine learning and classification, uh, then we can say that you know this equipment is about to break uh, in you know, this amount of time, um, you know, you better get planning, you know, get the resource ready to uh, either check it or, you know, you know, manual inspection or um, to just schedule a, um, a maintenance or, 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 um, or a fix. These algorithms are, are adding another layer of, you know, potential estimation and prediction of when these assets are, are going to fail. Let's say a manufacturer estimates 10 years and the algorithm estimates seven. What would a building IQ customer do with that information? Yeah, that's a very good question. Um, so basically all this estimate of remaining useful life, they are all statistics and probability. Um, so, you know, the, the data sheet from the manufacturer is not wrong. It's looking at, you know, all this equipment uh, and you know, in, statistically speaking, you know it 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 will last ten years, and when it reaches that ten years, um, 
you know, the chance of it breaking down is, is pretty high. Um, but if we if we add on top of the data we collect and, and changes that we track, um, then we can uh, give a best better estimate of that remaining useful life. Um, you know, it might be longer, it might be shorter, uh, but it's a best better estimate. So you're more confident of uh, when is it going to break, but is it 100%? Well, no, it's not. Um, but you're just more confident than the data sheet, than the value that's in the data sheet, because it's taking account into uh, how the equipment is, is being operated. Um, and I guess the fault detection piece comes in is uh, when the equipment is about to break. So this is like a short-term prediction. Um, then, um, you know, we can detect that signal, that feature and say, okay, you know, the equipment is not, is not, is, is doing something, uh, has some anomaly. Um, and based on our experience, when the equipment has that anomaly, it's, it's going to break pretty soon. Uh, and then, and that's that's more certain, right? Because we've seen that anomaly, we've seen it on the signal or the data stream, um, and you know, you better start doing something. Um, but I guess with all predictions, you know, the the longer we're trying to predict, the less accurate. Uh, the more into the future we're trying to predict, the less accurate it will be, and the more short-term predictions, um, they tend to be more reliable. Okay, Ray, so then what would you say would be really the, the biggest benefit of having this better predictability to when these assets perhaps might fail? Yeah, I think the biggest ben benefit is really um, about the uh, about saving the cost that you have uh, if the equipment breaks without you having any plan. Um, because if... I mean, if, if you change, if, if you fix or maintain equipment too frequent, if you change equipment early, then then that's a cost. But if you change it too late, um, then you wait until it breaks, then, you know, there's a cost of, uh, you know, the the your tenant is going to be uncomfortable uh, and there's, there's a cost for that. Um, it, it breaks the lease condition and all that. Um, so if if we can know that when is the best time to do the maintenance and the upgrade or uh, and things like that, then that would uh, you know minimize the cost uh, in both ways, both the, the cost is associated with maintenance and changing equipment too frequently, and also the cost of you know wait until the last minute uh, until all hell breaks loose. Well, Ray, this has been an interesting look into how Building IQ is really honing the ability to estimate the remaining useful life of assets in order to optimize building maintenance and ultimately financial planning. Thanks again today for your time. To listen to other Building IQ 10 on the 10th tech podcast episodes and to learn more about Building IQ's technology-enabled services, visit buildingiq.com. Thanks, everyone, for listening, and we hope you'll join us again next month on the 10th.